The fourth episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is brought to you by Universal Pictures and their upcoming film, Steve Jobs. It's directed by slumdog millionaires Danny Boyle. It's written by the one and only Aaron Sorkin, and it features a loaded cast that includes Michael Fassbender and Kate Winslet. Critics are calling it, quote, must-see, one-of-a-kind cinema that cannot be ignored, end quote. Steve Jobs opens in select theaters on October 9th and everywhere October 16th. I cannot wait to see this movie. And speaking of people I cannot wait to see, it's not just Steve Jobs, it's Joe House. How are you? Oh, yeah. Um, we're going to do this every Friday during the NFL season. We're going to go through week four picks this week, but every week we're going to go through the picks. Joe yeah. House, you, you've, you've been a shockingly good NFL handicapper. I don't think you get enough credit for this, both in your personal life and your professional life. It's very nice of you to say, look, before we get going, though, let's do this properly. Hold on a second now. Hold on, hold on. Let's get, let's, let's, it's Friday. The podcast is back. Let's yeah. do this. Hold on. Let's see. Oh, 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 you, you hear this? Hold on. You know what this is. Oh, <laughs> sing it with me. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, oh, hold on, hold on. Come on now. I don't think we can clear this. What are you talking about? Yeah. We got to clear it. Um, Call it a comeback. <laughs> I've been here for years. Come on. What, that's that's just 10 seconds. We can't get that in? Yeah, that's funny. They won't mind. Thank you, Yes. Yeah. That was nice. Yeah. yeah. Don't call it a comeback. It's nice to be back. It's nice to talk to my friends. It's nice to it's nice to have opinions on things. It's nice to be wrong every once in a while. Obviously, I'm, I'm going to be wrong on a lot of these picks. I don't like week four. Oh, and by the way, we should mention two things. One is that uh, I have an HBO show coming next spring that I'm very excited about. I know you're excited about too. You're an unofficial conciliary for it. Yeah. Um, and then the second thing is we are going to talk NBA after we get through these NFL picks. Yeah, I, I have to say, uh, getting going with the NBA this week, it's a, it, it's kind of, I'm so, well, both of us uh, have this condition. We're so old now. For me, I have like a left brain, right brain problem because I'm fully in on, on the NFL right now. Yeah. I'm running computations, algorithms, uh, you know, exponents to the, to the um, various scenarios and um, trying to get going on the NBA. But then, lo and behold, Lo and behold, the win totals came out for the NBA on Wednesday. We'll save that. That's going to be its own podcast. We do that every year. We do the over-unders. Yeah. Um, the thing we haven't talked about, because I, I did not have a place to talk about it for a while, was the uh, 2015 NBA Finals. So we'll do a little retro on that in the draft. We'll just, wow. we'll just go backwards. Okay. Yeah, we'll do a little time machine. Uh, yeah. Let's talk NFL. I don't let's like do week it. four. I, I'm worried because week one was easy and week three was easy. And it's been too easy to make money betting on football. And it feels like this is the week when, when the NFL is mean to us. What do you think? Yeah, so I, that's why you will see when we get to this, I have four dogs and only one favorite um, that are kind of my leading selections for the week. And the dogs are all smelly dogs. These smelly are all, dogs. These are all, these are all clothespin picks. Get the clothespin, put it on your nose. Uh, close your eyes and just just go with um, what history has taught us about uh, bad teams and situations like uh, many of these bad teams we're going to talk about uh, find themselves in. Well, we we had kind of promised that we'd do five picks a week. We promised each other. We made a promise. <laughs> we did. It, it was like a blood oath. Um, yeah. And the reason we did that was because we wanted to kind of mirror what the Super Contest is, which... 
every week in the Vegas Super Contest, you got to make five picks. I did not enter the Super Contest this year, neither did Sal. And we thought you were with us, you were going to skip it, but no, you went and got a proxy and, and you entered it without telling us, which I, I resented. Well, I, I, I thought you guys might be doing it anyway. I mean, everybody's got their own, you know, the, the <clears throat> in May, everything changed. Everybody was left to their own devices to go find their way in this scary world. That's and I, true. You know, Sal had his contract <laughs> with ESPN, so I didn't know what he was doing. I didn't know where you were going to land. I had to take care of me. And, you know, the Super Contest has grown into a very important part of, of my life from September until, uh, you know, January of each year. So, I, I mean, I got to have the action. I'm not going to walk away from the action. Um, and you guys, it was pretty clear there was no trip to Vegas in the cards in August. So I just had to go do my thing. Well, what's your Super Contest record right now? Uh, we have 10 points. Uh, so you're 10 and 5. Ten four and um, one. Oh, you pushed. Yeah. yeah, we pushed. So we have two ties, uh, nine wins. I, I I don't know it up to the minute, but you picked uh, you picked that Raven Steelers game yesterday, the minus three. Yes, that was a push waiting to happen. I well, you know, sometimes you got to go safe. We didn't have a good week the week before, so. Um, but we both. I have a partner in it, and my partner and I both liked the Ravens' angle, the Ravens' position as an zero and three team coming in there. I did as well. It's weird. I picked the Steelers just because I couldn't decide who was going to win the game, so I grabbed the points. And I don't. I'm not sure the Ravens are good, but the defense is really uh, atrocious. They have no pass rush anymore. Doesn't seem like they have any deep guys anymore for him to throw to Flacco. Yeah, they really uh, miss Torrey Smith. They really do, and who's kind of not really playing that much for San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, their offensive line isn't as good as it was, but. They they got a gift from the gods, finally. They had such bad luck in the first three weeks. And then in week four, um, Tomlin. <laughs> Mike Tomlin doing Mike Tomlin things again. Yeah. Uh, the kicker, Scobie. I know. He was an abomination. And then Trade Mike, for a kicker. And then a guy boots you right out of the game. What about the fourth and one pass with Michael Vick? So that's uh, what I thought you were talking about with Tomlin, right? Well, but terrible call by Tomlin and then terrible play by Michael Vick. Like, First of all, why are you throwing um, a, a basically a touch pass, a precision pass with one of the least precise quarterbacks of the last twenty years who's been decent? Yeah, like who's, that's, who's in his first NFL game in right. you know however many months? So Vic goes back. He's got there's no pass rush at all. He's falling backwards for some reason and zooms it right over the guy's head. Good play. Uh, I didn't agree with the field goal choices. It's just like you—you you have the lead and you have field position. Why do you, why do you keep giving the Ravens the ball close to the fifty-yard line? It was idiotic. So the it Ravens does, lucked out. It reemphasizes again um, the the difference between sort of good organizations and bad organizations, well-coached teams, well-run teams. And I mean, I'm not suggesting that the Steelers are are poorly run, but those Thursday games, um, you know, when when the week is so short and you just sort of you know stumble in there um it's such a challenge uh, yeah. for some teams i mean washington went through that the previous week they they were in that game against the giants and had every reason to win that game and had 15 different opportunities to win that game but you know ultimately to me i call it kind of organizational failure like one organization was better than the other under right. those circumstances well you just described why i don't bet on thursday games yeah i i bet on week one a bit the the pats obviously but 
other than that, I, I just think it's too hard to decide what's going to happen when you have three days rest, when so much of it is about preparation and stupid stuff like yesterday. Like the Steelers were the right pick yesterday. They should have won the game. They had many um, opportunities to win the game. But if you look at the Ravens, like week one, the tight end gets pass interfered with twice going down the field on the biggest play of the game they don't call it yeah. in Denver. Yeah. So they lose yeah. that one. And then... Week two, the Raiders game was an either-or game. I, I think either team could have won that. And then week three, they were right there with the Bengals. I, I thought they played pretty well in that game. They played well enough to win. I had I picked them in that game. They were one of my super contest selections. Right, so they're one and three. They could be three and one. They could be two and two. They could be yeah, two and, and two four. feels right for them. Yeah, two and two feels right. So they're a game back from where they should be. I'm okay And with I that. trust that they're going to figure out something defensively. They're not going to keep giving up record um, uh, re- receiving yards and touchdowns to opposing receivers every week. They need some speed. A couple times last night, Flacco was throwing important passes to guys down the field who I'd never heard of. It reminded me of the couple years when the Patriots would screw over Brady over the course of Brady's career, and he'd be like some key third and 11 play, and he's throwing it to Matthew Slater. You know, it, it it does hurt not to have qualified receivers on third and eleven. Well, the Bears are getting rid of every um, quality player on their team. Maybe Alshon Jeffrey's on the table. He's oh. available. Why would they trade him? Why would they trade anybody? Why did they trade Bostic and and uh, Allen? Well, I don't know if Bostic is good, and Allen was expensive. I wanted the Pats to get Allen. I, I was really upset about that. I heard that. I heard did he you see my yeah. I talked about that. All right, let's. Uh, are, you, are you staying away from the London game, Jets Dolphins? I am not. That is one of my games. Oh, I, love, I wonder if I, we have the same pick. <laughs> it's one of my games as well. Oh, wow, how about it? Jets minus two over the Dolphins is the line. Okay, I had one and a half, but one two and a half, is even whatever. Better. Do you want to go with one two, and a half or two? two? Two's even better. I, I prefer two. I'll give you two give points. Me, give me two. Okay. Yeah. So. Who's your selection? Well, why don't you go? You're my guest. All right. I, I, I love the Dolphins in this situation. Woo. I love the Dolphins here. Okay. Give me, uh, give all, me reasons. Uh, the Dolphins um, have played in London before. They um, have won each time that they've been to London. They That's really Joe Philbin's, le- Joe Philbin's legacy. I own London. So the, there are a couple of Joe Philbin angles to this that are, are interesting and curious. Um they are coming in uh, as a straight-up favorite, and they lost. And teams who have who are arriving in London in that kind of situation are four and one, both straight up and against the spread. Joe Philbin, as the coach of the Miami Dolphins, when the Dolphins have a losing record, they are twelve and four against the spread in the Joe Philbin era, and. They are 10-2 and two against the spread off a loss. So with a losing record, when the Dolphins have a losing record, and they're coming in off a loss, they have a 10-2 and two record against the spread. I like the Dolphins. I'll take all two points that you offered me. Thank you very much. So they lost to the Washington professional, or they beat the Washington professional football team in week one by seven yeah. points in an uninspiring yeah. effort. They lost to Blake Bortles and the Jacksonville Jaguars in week two in a game that there were some quitting signs. Unforgivable. And then, Unforgivable. And then some stuff leaked out after that Sue is freelancing on the defensive line, all this stuff. It's like, how's he freelancing? He's getting double teamed every play. What, what freelancing is he doing? What is he, John right. Travolta? Uh, 
and then last week they got destroyed by the Bills. Um, I mean, in a, in a in what looked like a give up performance in week three, it looked like they quit in that game. And the reason um, why I think you could make the case for the Jets is that um, they have a similar defensive style to what the Bills did last week, and the Bills just went after Tannehill. Yeah, you can't do that to Brady because he gets rid of every ball in two seconds. Yes. And it's like, oh, you're loading up on me on the left side. I'm just going to throw it over here to Gronkowski. Oh, you're doing this. I'm going to throw to Edelman. Oh, I'll just do a screen pass. Ryan Tannehill, incapable of making those decisions because he's Ryan Tannehill. He needs time. He needs to do Ryan Tannehill things. I worry that the Jets can blitz the living hell out of him. You don't have to worry. They're going to do that. Um, There's no two ways about it. Uh, Todd Bowles has shown that if there's one thing that he likes, the style of defense he's going to play is blitz, blitz, and, and more blitz. Um, I, I honestly really like the Jets. I uh, watched that um, defensive performance they put on the Colts on that Monday night game yep. two weeks ago. was so impressed. What a defense. They just bring it, bring it, bring it. But now um, Revis is banged up already. Yeah, of course. They and lost Ryan Cromartie, right? doing Ryan Fitzpatrick things. Well, and that, and so there's your case. Um, so we, so go one one of two ways here. If the Dolphins lose, they're going to fire Joe Philbin because they have a bye week next week. I think that's it. If the, if it's oh. a bad loss, if it's a stupid loss, whatever happens in that game. What, what can we get on on Joe Philbin? His first head, NFL head coach. Fire? It was like plus two forty something like that. Oh, oh, we've been, let's 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 get, let's talk about that. We should we should well, but if you're betting that, you're betting that you have to go against the pick you just made, which I don't it's think a nice hedge, is what that is, buddy. Oh, that's interesting. I like those odds. Plus two forty on Joe Philbin, but then also bet the Dolphins plus two. Yes. Yes, well, yeah. you you mentioned the key point for why you would take the Dolphins here is Ryan Fitzpatrick's like twenty five games under five hundred as a starter. He's still Ryan Fitzpatrick. He hasn't changed. They have a couple of receivers who can make plays now, but it it does feel like after such a bad effort against the Bills that this is now a a a season defining game for the Dolphins. And yeah. are they ready to quit? Are they going to quit on Joe Philbin? Um. I don't know. You know what? I'm going to stay away. I'm just staying away from this game. You're staying away. You, I'm so stay I away. thought you said that was one of your games, and now you've talked yourself into staying away. I talked myself out of it. I have one last stat for you. This is brought to you by my good friend and my partner in the Super Contest. I'm not sure whether I should have revealed it. Now, Big Al McMorty, BigAl.com, yeah. has this tidbit for you, this angle. Yeah. The, the New York Flyboy Jets, 0 and 13 since 1980 against the spread, if the spread is three points or less, and their opponent failed to cover by 13 points or more. so You didn't tell me there was going to be math on this podcast. <laughs> look, I'm, I'm a situational better. I like scenarios. I like trends. I like to look back and, and you know, take you know, information I'll, from all kinds of fine. sources. I'll, I'll stick to my guns. I like the Dolphins, too. It's a ridiculous pick. I, I don't think this game should be a pick em. You're at least getting points. And you right. get to bet against Ryan Fitzpatrick, and if Miami loses this game, they're done for the season. I, I think they have the most urgency of anybody in Week Four. All they right, have to win we're, this game. We're together on the Dolphins. And FYI, if they win this game, they're two and two. They get a bye week, then they're at Tennessee, home for Houston, and then at New England on Thursday night, which is really Joe Philbin firing day. I would think. Yeah, and look, we also have a tasty hedge on Joe Philbin yeah. that we might do behind us. Um, Jags are getting nine points in Indianapolis. Any thoughts on that? 
I don't like Indianapolis getting uh, giving anybody anything more than three points this season. They're, that uh, that defense has been the most unreliable defense of any I've seen in the whole NFL. It's, I, 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 I'm going to play that game for sure, but it's not one of my top five. Yeah, it's, I like the Jags as well, but I wouldn't bet on Blake Bortles ever. Right. That, that's <laughs> that's uh, right. All right, so a, a good way to make yourself mad at yourself. The Bills are giving five and a half points to the Giants in Buffalo, New York. Any oh, thoughts that's in interesting. this? Yeah. That might be one of my five. Okay, let's hear it. Um, I'm not taking the Bills. I like the Giants in this situation. I do as well. One reason I like the Giants, the Giants are 7-1 and one straight up, 6-1-1 and one against the spread in their last eight games against the AFC East. Mm. That's a fact Joe House likes. The Giants are 7-1 against the spread on the road after back-to-back home games. That's a fact that Joe House likes. The Giants are 5-1 straight up, 6-0 against the spread in their next game after playing on a Thursday. Situational betting, situational angle. Joe House likes it. The Giants plus the 5. We're running with it. All right, I have the Giants at 5.5, but I'll, I'll, I'll give it to Ooh, you. I'll five. take the half point. Um. I'm with you on the Giants. I like the 10 days off. I think the Giants might actually be decent because they should have beaten the Cowboys and they should have beaten the Falcons. And then they did beat the Washington professional football team. Yeah, and they beat them the way they were supposed to beat them. I mean, that's right. And they can throw the ball. I think their defense is better this year. I don't mind Eli in the road. Um, Buffalo's going to do the thing where they blitz the hell out of him, but Eli actually knows what he's doing, and I'm not sure that's going to totally work against him. Uh, I liked how the Pats picked them apart at Buffalo. Brady threw 59 times and completed, I think, 38 of them and did not throw a pick and kind of did whatever he wanted in that game. So yeah, I, yeah. I'm with you. I, it seemed, The line seems too high. I feel like I'm getting yeah, That, was, that was the big motivator off. on why that one jumped in the mix. That one is definitely one of the super contest picks, too. And, and by the way, I've heard this a couple of times where I talk about, like, oh, I'm getting points because, like, I know that Vegas just sets the line to try to get an equal amount of action on both teams. Understood. I get it. <laughs> My point is that sometimes the general public is off on who they like. And when they're off, you end up getting more points than you should or less points than you should, whatever. In this case, I think people really like Buffalo right now. And I, and I think people look at the Giants as a one and two team, and I'm not sure they are. I think the line should be uh, Buffalo by four. I, so you're I getting a point it, or a point and a half. Yeah, I'd like it at, at three, to be honest with you. That yeah, it's somewhere between three and four. Uh, it's yeah. still Tyrod Taylor. Right. I think he's been pretty competent, but he's still Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. Um, and I don't like the fact that Buffalo so far, they beat Indy. They played admirably against the Patriots. And then they killed Buff- uh, They killed Miami. So now everybody's like, oh, Buffalo. Oh, mm-hmm. and, and I like Buffalo. It just worries me a little bit. I think the Giants need this game. The Giants quickly they go. Uh, they go after this game. San Francisco at home on Sunday night. At Philly on a Monday night, home for Dallas. Whoa, three three important games. And then they Overall have at New Orleans, at Tampa, which they'll be favored in both of those games, and they'll blow one of them because that's just what they do. <laughs> But that's like a three and two, four and one sort of potential lineup there for them, where they're really, you know, back and, and people so oh, Giants and NFC East. And then they have the New England Patriots at home. Ooh. 
and that is the one of the games I'm worried about as of as course, Pats fans yeah. start dreaming I already 16 heard you, you yeah. know your musings on whether or not this is going to be one of those magical seasons for the Patriots. Yeah, the scariest games are at the Giants and uh and at Denver on Sunday night. Get through sure. two of those. It's 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 smooth sailing after that unless there's injuries or whatever. Right. All right, so we We're both like the Giants. Um, we do. Bucks plus three at Panthers. The Panthers are a very soft three now. Here's who they've beaten. Uh, hold on, I'm going to get it here. All right. They beat the, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Congratulations. Right. Uh, they beat the Houston Texans during their QB roulette season. Congratulations on that. And they beat the Saints without Drew Brees by five points. Yeah, I, I haven't been that impressed by Carolina. I, I'm leaving this game alone. Me too. Um, but I would pick uh, the Bucks with gun to my head. Bucks plus three. Yeah, and and uh, I, I um, am, am ashamed, depressed, uh, all kinds of. Don't of be ashamed or depressed. What are you doing? I. Um, it was it was in two different um, competitions that are these uh, um, kind of uh, unit allocations. You sound like you're telling me you're in the Ashley Madison Madison catalog or something. <laughs> I am definitely not. Just for, I mean, everybody that's listening that knows me, I have had nothing to. I would never under in, under any circumstances in a million years use an identity that anybody could ever track back to me in something like that. <laughs> I like that that's your excuse and not the adultery part of it. It's Give great. it a try. Go, yeah. tr- go try and find me. Anyway, um, <laughs> I went all in on the Saints money line in two different kind of comp- season-long competitions. All yeah. in on the Saints money line at home against Tampa. Oh, no, I'm really? Out of both of those competitions now. Out of both of those oh, competitions. That was, it was terrible. That it was, was a, misguided. It was so misguided. It was such a bad move by me. You know, I, I was I was drinking my own Kool-Aid. Sixteen and one, you know, I had fifteen and one plus my double down week one. Oh yeah, started yeah, drinking the Kool Aid week two. Oh, Joe House, Joe House can't go wrong, and bam, there you go. Yeah, there that might know. be how the Bills feel this week. Uh, That's right. Another one I don't like enough to wager on, but I do. I do like the pick is the Raiders are minus three over the Bears, and it the Bears are starting to get that zero and sixteen whiff to them. I that's that's not one of my plays for for our conversation today. But the idea of the Raiders giving anybody points on the road I know, is it's, so it's anathema. Yeah, it's that's right. So I, I just I I could I can't I couldn't I can't get behind the Raiders on it. Although they were so impressive against the Browns last week. So they got their butts kicked by the Bengals in Week One. They beat Baltimore legitimately, and then uh, you know that game could have gone either way. But they played really well. They put up thirty seven, and they and they beat one in Cleveland. Yeah, I like right. Derek Carr. I said that to Sal on Monday. I, th- I think he's competent. I'm surprised. I, I'm, I'm not ready to call him competent, but I'm surprised that I'm coming around on him. Congratulations, Derek Carr, but we're still not ready to bet on you on the road. <laughs> uh, Falcons home against Houston, against uh, Ryan Mallett slash Brian Hoyer, whoever started this week. Falcons giving six and a half. Seems high. Seems like a stay away. Uh, yeah, it's a stay away. I'd probably take Atlanta. If I, I, I would take Houston. Um, I just don't like all those points, and I don't yeah. like I don't feel Atlanta in the position. Although I will times. say, I think Atlanta is very well coached, and if you look at what they've done the first couple weeks, they're three and zero, but they've been three close games. Well, the winning in the fourth quarter is the impressive thing. Yeah, they get better as the game goes along, and yeah. they came from behind against the Giants. They came from behind against uh, 
the Cowboys, they haven't really laid the smackdown on somebody yet. And if you look at their schedule, Houston this week, Washington next week, and then New Orleans on a Thursday night. Like they, this team could be six and zero in two and a half weeks, and still not have laid the smackdown on anybody. They don't right. strike me as the kind of team that's going to be laying the smackdown on anybody. I uh, six and a half is too many for me, though. <clears throat> yeah, I, right now I'm taking Atlanta, but I'm, I might I need to look at that one more. Uh, Chiefs are getting four points at Cincinnati, and this is, you know, we talked about the Giants line earlier. Um. This line almost seems too low. It seems like people are assuming that this the Chiefs are good. This is the biggest game of their season, and they factored that into this line. Because I like the Chiefs, but I thought I was going to get them at six, and instead they're at four. What do you think of this one? I like um, Cincinnati. Cincinnati has um, impressed me all season long. I think they're 3-0 and against the spread to go along with their 3-0 and straight-up uh, position. Um I thought they did a uh uh yeah they are 3 and 0 against the spread. Right. Um they um you like them enough been, to wager on them or you just like them as a No, pick? no, no, no. No, I don't have any angles uh, on this one and I'm not uh My only on angle it. on this one is the Chiefs I wouldn't rule out the Chiefs yet. They uh they beat Houston, they they should have beaten Denver. And then Aaron Rodgers on a Monday night, like what can you do? So now yeah, they're, they're at Cincy and then Chicago the week after. This is a game with like back to back, uh, um, you know, so like countervailing um, facts about it. That the the Chiefs are zero and five in games after playing on Mondays when they're playing against somebody with a straight up and against the, the spread win. So, um, but they they also have certain angles going in their favor. So I don't know. The Chiefs are zero and seventy nine when Andy Reid does something <laughs> phenomenally stupid during the game. <laughs> I'm I'm picking the Bengals in that one. All numbers approximate. I I'm probably gonna end up with the Chiefs in that one. Yeah. All right. Now here's a, here's a spread that's too high. The Browns are getting seven and a half points in San Diego, and from everything I've seen, I, I'm not sure San Diego is good at football. Yeah, I don't understand um, that that number. Why? Why you, you mentioned earlier, Vegas? All they're trying to do is get equal action on both sides. Why do they think they have to set it so high? Because nobody to wants to bet on the Browns. Yeah, nobody wants to bet on the Browns on the road, just like nobody wanted to bet on Tampa Bay in New Orleans in Week Two. Like there's certain games where they just bump it up, and yeah. they're basically dying for you to take the Browns. The Browns had a pretty good um, road record last year, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, against the spread. I don't I don't uh, have the stat handy, but I I don't recall them being terrible uh, wagering wise. The Chargers are banged up, and I, I'm not sure they should be laying this many points to anybody. Now you could have the old "this is why it's a stay away." Phil Rivers always has you know three four times a year the game when he just does Phil Rivers things and he wins by twenty. You're like, damn it! I hate. Oh, I had, I bet against Phil Rivers during the week when he was feeling it. You know, so, and I and I don't trust McCown. Yeah, so I, we're staying away. That, that number is crazy. There's there is a little fact to it. Chargers are one and eight uh, against the spread at home um, at, when they come back after back to back. They don't have games. a very good home and field. Zero and three uh, against the spread in this series with the Browns. So I'm not. I, I'm, I would I would take. I'm taking the Browns. It's Another one that's my, bumped. Another one they bumped very high to try to get the action on both sides. The Niners getting nine points at home against the Green Bay Packers. So, so I like that one. They're um, dying for you to take the Niners' house. Yeah, that that is one of my plays this week. 
uh, one of my they're, five. They're giving you five extra points in this game. They're, they're that's just, that's, it's that's for right. Free. Over the last 12 years, home dogs have at least seven points covering uh, near 60% of the time. Um, the contrarian angle, all of the money, early money flew in uh, on uh, Green Bay, so much so um, the line was driven down a little. Yeah. The Sharps started coming in and buying up at, at that. I think it opened at nine and a half. So the Niners, they killed Minnesota in week one, which was the late game on that doubleheader Monday night thing, which I, I'm always afraid of that game because it just seems like weird things happen. It's starting at 10 o'clock. It's just goofy. Uh, they got killed by the Steelers in week two in Pittsburgh. Steelers had 10 days for that one. Week three, they got killed by the Cardinals. They're only gave, getting six and a half points. In Arizona, everybody forgot Arizona's a really good home team. They get killed. Now everyone's out on the Niners. It's over. They they they've gotten outscored ninety to twenty five in the last two games. Um, and that, and everyone's on the whole Rogers. Can he throw for fifty five touchdowns with no interceptions? Is he the best? All that stuff. The line's too high. I'm not. It's not one of my picks, but. A lot of things worry about it, worry me about it, including the fact that everyone and their brother is going to have the Packers in a tease, in in an elimination pool. Um, yeah. You just sign down the line. It's like it, it's it's the Niners have to at least play well in this game. They can't get blown out in three straight games. I, I like the the Niners, and I like all those points. Okay, but it we're but we're my, but so you're betting five. on them. I'm not. I'm not I picking am. them. Yeah, this is one of my five. Uh, and another desperate team, semi-desperate. The Rams are in Arizona. They're getting uh, seven points. People have been very bullish on the Rams all year, even though Jeff Fisher goes seven and nine or eight and eight as every year since we were in college. Uh, and yet, I kind of like the Rams. Yeah, I'm betting the Rams this week. This is another one of my five. Damn it. I um, too. I, I mentioned at the outset a bunch of closed pin games. You got to hold your nose to take a bunch of these teams. Yeah, they're contrary contrarian angle is off the charts. The early money was 92% on the Cardinals coming into this. Yep. Uh, great home team, playing great, contender, all that stuff. But the problem is the Rams are a really good NFC West opponent. They, they you know, they show up against the Cardinals in Seattle. Like they, it's always a tough game. And I think all those NFC West games are, are dogfights. So, well, and the, um, the other thing is the Cardinals now have beaten New Orleans, Chicago, and San Francisco. That is not exactly a murderer's row. Right. I mean, they've done it the way they're supposed to, which is, you know, bust their asses. They've gone out there and, and blown out a couple of them. But, you know, um, that's that's not – I think we'll, <laughs> as the season progresses here, the best of those teams will end up being San Francisco, and, and they're looking at like a 7-9 and nine kind of season. Yeah, I like so, the card. I, I think the Rams are one of my great. Picks. Yeah, okay. there is a a nice uh, angle on this also from my very good friend Big Al McMorty of BigAl.com. Since 1980, teams that have scored 78 or more points over their two previous games, and that definitely applies to these Arizona Cardinals. Uh, they have covered just 13 of 44 times against opponents that have scored less than 28 points combined over the two previous games. Is there a so, test after this? The, well, look, this is basically like everybody gets psyched because the Cardinals are blowing teams out. They, they're scoring. They're number one in the league, uh, I think, their scoring average. And you, we've, we've watched the Rams 
um, look just completely uh, uh, inept and l- limp uh, on offense. And you say, Where, what the hell happened to Nick Foles and what's going on there? Um, that's a situation that produces a very nice betting angle when you're getting seven. So Joe House likes that betting angle. Joe House will take the seven and hopefully go to the bank. I like the Rams too. And uh, and that's also one of my picks. But as I said, I, I I'm probably I, I don't see myself betting on any of these games except for a couple of teases. But just to point out with the Rams, they're one and two. Uh, they do not have a legitimate win this year. The Seahawks game went in OT, and either team could have won that. And then they have Green Bay at Green Bay next week. Jeff Fisher's kind God. of a sneaky might get fired candidate if they get killed in these next two. How did they uh, end up with such a tough schedule? It's just the NFC the NFC West. Is, is yeah, just, it's brutal. You know, puts them in such a bad way. Uh, Broncos giving six and a half to uh, the Vikings, who are banged up at receiver. The Broncos can't really block, although they figured out this little pistol thing. Their de- yeah. their uh, their pass rush has been good. I've been I'm impressed by their defense. And this line seems a tad low, but I'm staying away. What are you doing? I am betting some real hard earned. George Washington's on the Denver Broncos. I really like that six and a half number. Yeah, uh, I really like Denver. They have gone three and zero against the spread so far this season. All and and pulled it out in, in in a variety of wacky ways. The Chiefs being by far the wackiest, obviously. Yeah. But I like um, the situation of giving less than a touchdown to Minnesota, who is historically terrible on the road. Four and twenty against the spread with shaky receivers. Yeah, so yeah. Th- this is a good example of the. Uh, it's called the Gus Ramsey game. My buddy Gus Ramsey. Ah. Um, if Denver's up ten, you just you, you're locking out if you have Minnesota. That's like, right. Once they're down double digits, there's going to be no way for them to come back. So the only way for them to cover that is to be in the mix the whole game. And you know what? You talked me into it. I'm going to make the Broncos one of my pick. I had another yeah. one. I was going to switch, but I'm, I'm with you on that. I think that, yeah, I, I don't think you're going to regret betting on that defense at home against Teddy Bridgewater with a bunch of shaky receivers who either banged up or not playing. Exactly. Uh, Thank you. Let's go. Uh, I'm saving your team for the very end. Let's go to That's Sunday fine. night football. Weeden. McCown. Uh, Breeze might Breeze might play. What's the Breeze update? I I haven't I haven't checked today to see. Oh, I well, bet he plays. To be honest with you, I bet Drew Breeze plays. Well, you know what? I'm staying I'm staying away from this game completely, and I, I don't even want to talk about it. I don't want to pick yeah. Brandon Whedon. I don't want to bet on Brandon Whedon. I don't right. like anything I've seen from the Saints. Atrocious. Uh, they traded Hicks, who was a good defensive uh, front seven guy to the Pats for our like our fifth string tight end. And Jimmy Graham tweeted to Hicks, basically, congratulations for getting out of there. It sounds like the Saints situation is bad. It's, it has imploded. Yeah. It's not imploding. It has imploded. Yes. They've now lost six straight home games, or, or at least five. Is it five or six? I mean, uh, and, and not covered. Remember, they were. They used to be a lock at home. Uh, and then on – so I'm staying away from that because I, I'm just not betting on Brandon Whedon. No, Ever. can't do it. And I love betting it. against him last week. That was wonderful. Yes. Thank you. Thank Atlanta you, Atlanta was one of the good ones. Uh, Monday one night, Seahawks. Minus 10 at home against uh, the free-falling Detroit Lions. Yeah, I, I like um, the Seahawks. 
I'm I'm okay with giving the points. The points don't scare me. I me think too. that's a nice situation for them on a Monday night. You know, back to back consecutive uh, um, prime time games for them. Um, what what time they played the Bears last week? They uh, killed the Bears. Here's the yeah. thing: we saw from the Lions last week a team that can't block and has a quarterback who's in the wrong offense. So it just seems like he's going to get beaten up in this game. And once the Seahawks are up ten. They take it to another level, so that's one of my picks too. Oh, that's a, it's not we one of my picks, but I do like the Seahawks. Yeah, so that's what that's. Yeah, so you already did your five. I have my five. Yeah. So your five, same again. San Fran, yeah, plus eight, uh, or however many folks are willing to give me Denver minus six and a half. Yeah. The St. Louis Rams getting seven, the Giants getting five. And the Dolphins are five and a half, and the Giants getting one and a half or two. The Dolphins getting one and a half or two. Those are my five. So I think I have the Seahawks minus 10, the Broncos minus six and a half, the Rams plus seven, the Giants plus five and a half, and the Dolphins plus two. I talked you into the Dolphins. Yeah, but I, I, I was, yeah, you probably did. I'll blame you. It's great for me because I get to blame you now if it doesn't happen. <laughs> Uh, before we get to your favorite team, uh, let's let's get a little something from our friends from Tops here. If you love football, check out Tops's NFL Huddle. That's the NFL's officially licensed digital trading card app with new cards released daily. You can uh, collect your favorite players. You can make trades with other users' house. You could you could trade Kirk Cousins to the Bears if you want. You want to do done that? and done. All right, done. All right. Even better, you play your cards and earn points in real-time daily games based on how players perform on game day. So there's a little bit of a fantasy football element to this, too. Over 300 million Tops digital packs have been opened since 2012. Download the NFL Huddle app for free on iTunes or Google Play, and you get 10 free packs today. Okay, the Washington professional football team. Um, you are getting three points at home. Against sure. Sam Bradford. <laughs> so this, I'm staying so far away from it. I'm literally staying away from it. Literally. I wouldn't go anywhere near FedEx Field <laughs> yeah. under any circumstances. Not driving even near the worst game day experience yeah. in, in, in America. And uh, I uh, also probably will be watching, uh, well, I'll watch a little bit of it because you never know what new and exciting thing um, uh, Jake Gruden may invent for, for the offense. Um I uh, like the Eagles um, by three. Oh, you, you're predicting a push. Interesting. Uh, I, I like that. I'm, I'm predicting a push. I think the Skins win the game, but I'm not betting on them. Okay. Yeah. I like your offensive line. I like your defense. You got 10 days. 10 the days to think is, about it. It's much improved. Yeah. It, it, I, I had a, a, a theory, a thesis coming in, and I um, did indeed wager on the over, uh, and I think it was six or six and a half. I, I actually think um, the professional football team here in Washington is, you know, going to be a six to seven game uh, winner this season, largely because the defense is so improved. They, they, they It hurt to have um, Duke, uh, oh, I'm going to get the name, I'm going to get the pronunciation, Iannaccio, yeah. um, the, their safety, who was playing well, go down again. He missed all the last season. They got him from Denver and he, he's, uh, an excellent safety, but they have competent corners. It's just whether or not they can stay healthy. D'Angelo Hall's got a toe again, and uh, Culver's been been um, very good. The, the, uh, 
it was heartbreaking to lose um, Junior Gallette before he even got to play it down. Um, but the linebacking core has been good. They've been putting good pressure on quarterbacks. So I like uh, the professional football team here in Washington. On the defensive side, the, the offense remains as uh, frustrating as ever. Um, and it's mainly because I'm just not sure that Jay Gruden belongs as a head coach. Oh, that's your expert opinion, Doc? <laughs> wow. <laughs> We have congratulations we, we, on that one. We have six. We have we have nineteen games under our belt now. Uh, nineteen games of evidence. Mm. <clears throat> He's won five of them. Wait a second. Um, Tops was I actually that was supposed to be a sponsor. I'm going to give them a double plug because they were supposed to sponsor the biggest mailbag question of of the year or whatever. But I still haven't come up with a great phrase for that one yet. But here's the big mailbag question presented by Tops NFL Huddle. It was a rule that you stated over and over again, says Dan from New York. Never bet against Peyton Manning at night. And yet you deviated from it twice this season after deciding Peyton Manning was done. And he covered on both occasions. What gives Simmons? House, do you blame me for going against Peyton Manning at night? Well, I I, I know what your eyes are telling you, and I don't disagree uh, with the observation. I mean, it looks like for, for him to really get the fastball going, he's throwing from his ankle. Like he's using every muscle in his body, turning it into the throw to get the ball uh, down the field with any pace whatsoever. But um, You know what it looks like, actually? It looks like somebody who's playing on the beach with their, with their son, throwing footballs for an hour, and they throw their arm out but they they want to get 10 more minutes out of it. They don't want to disappoint their son, and now they have to use their whole body to throw the ball. That's what he looks like. I, and, and I get that that all sounds like hater talk, but it is what he looks like. And all the same, I've had the Broncos every week. I love the Broncos. I, yeah. I, I'm not going against them until the situation calls for until the points start trending in the right direction. Because it's like, like this week, six and a half. I'll take it all day long. Thank you. All right, we're about to talk NBA, but first, uh, I have one more sponsor that I want to talk about. House, do you love books but find that you never have time to read them? Serious question. That, that really is the, the, the case in my life. I, I'm I'm an awesome half-book reader. I, I'll read the hell out of half You book. collect books like deer heads, but you don't actually read them. Well, audible.com has the perfect solution. Get audiobooks and listen to them at the gym, during your commute, or even as you're watching your football games on mute. Audible.com provides over 180,000 audio programs from leading book publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, business info providers. And their free app works on iPhones, iPad, Android, Windows, Kindle Fire, and over 500 MP3 players. Also, you own these books. You're not renting them. You can access them whenever you want. Audible.com also created the Great Listen Guarantee. Listen to this house. If you don't like a book, no worries. Just exchange it for another title, no questions asked. So why listen to sports radio and lousy music channels when you can listen to books? Right now, Audible.com is offering a free 30-day trial membership that includes one free audiobook of your choice. Go to audible.com slash BS today to start your free trial. And, you know, normally I would defend music in the car, but Sirius got rid of Yacht Rock. And Yacht Rock <laughs> and was out. on Channel 31, and I was in such a good mood for six weeks. I turned on Michael Michael McDonald. He kept forgetting about people. <laughs> Christopher Cross was sailing. Uh, Rupert Holmes, we, we, he liked pina coladas. I, I was just such a happy place to be, and then they yanked it away from me. And Peebo Yamo be there. 
Yeah, Yamo, James Ingro, was Yamo be there for Michael McDonald? Uh, Jerry Rafferty was right down the line. Just, I was really happy. It was just nice, mellow music that just, it was just fun to drive around and be in a good mood. And now I don't know what to do. That I'm is, lost. That is, that is a middle-aged confession if I ever heard one. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and thanks to audible.com. Uh, so let's talk hoops quickly. We got about 20 minutes here. Nice. Did the right team win the finals last year? The answer is yes, of course. I, I think the framing of the question is a little, you know, suspect. I, the I, team... I apologize. <laughs> Sorry. They won. The, 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 the team, the right team won because they, they uh, you can't look at injuries and say, you know, that, that this might have affected the series. Um, staying healthy is a, is a crucially integral, integral and important element of being successful. And the Warriors had an outstanding run of health last season, which is why they reeled off all those dubs and got all the way through the NBA Finals and, and pulled down the banner. I 1 million percent agree. I think the right team won. All right? The right team won. Repeat. The right team won. The right championship team was the 2015 Warriors. With that said, I've never seen a team get more breaks from start to finish in an NBA season. I still think they would have won. But when you really go through that season and you look at all the breaks they caught and all the things that happened to other teams, it was incredible. It was incredible. I, I've never seen I, anything like it. Like it starts out, Durant breaks his foot before the year starts, comebacks too, it comes back too soon, he's wiped out, and then Ibaka gets hurt right, behind, right before the playoffs. So now they don't even have to play them. They get to play New Orleans, who's also banged up in round one. Um, you have Chris Bosh. I mean, Miami... I don't know if Miami makes the finals, but but Chris Bosh is at least an interesting chess piece to just get removed halfway through the season. Cleveland loses Kyrie and Kevin Love. They're a shell by the finals. Memphis loses Mike. Mike Conley breaks his face. You got that going. Houston loses Patrick Beverly. Who else did Dwight Howard got hurt? Who, who else did they lose in that series? I can't remember. Uh... That was it, wasn't it? Yeah, maybe. They didn't have Beverly and and, uh, Howard was on one leg. The Spurs, the team they didn't want to play, the team they wanted no part of, the team that was basically the veteran replica of themselves, lose in Game 7 to the Clippers. So that's the truly One of the great games ever. So they could just get rid of them. Yeah, they get rid of them in round one. And then the next round, the Clippers completely collapse. Uh against Houston. They completely collapse in one of the biggest collapses collapse. in the history of basketball. Collapse. Unprecedented. The craziest game I've ever been to in terms of just watching a team implode in sections. And now they get to play Houston in round three instead of uh instead of the Clippers, who I think they would have beaten the Clippers, but that's a much tougher series. For sure. Um knock down, drag out. But it's just you look at everything and and wow. It, the one it, to me that just um is is the, the the biggest craziest what if turn of events is the Spurs losing the last game of the season to the Mavericks? Oh no, it was to uh, it was to New Orleans. It was in I New mean, Orleans. To New, to New Orleans, exactly. Yeah, exactly. that that was the one that that changed the entire framework for for the Western Conference um, uh, playoffs. And you know, there's there's seventy what ifs that flow from 
the Spurs winning that game. And what's crazy is they wanted to win that game, and they geared their their whole season around you know the rest principle, and and you know they ended up winning 55 games last season. Um, where the the team was good enough, like they could easily won sixty again if they you know they they go out there like the eighty two game season is the thing that they're trying True. to conquer. Um, but you know in the in the in the clinch in the most important of moments that that was they couldn't get out by New Orleans in game eighty two and as a result they're out of the playoffs in the first round. And by not, the way, they knew that was a playoff game. I, that's what I mean. Yeah, they it, they, they had they to show up for that, that game. In. I will say I watched that entire game and New Orleans just played great. It was yeah. just one of those games. Hey, San Antonio kept trying to fight back and New Orleans kept making shots and doing stuff. And you're right. That tilted the axis a little. They also didn't take care of business in game six at home in round one yeah. uh, against the Clippers, which was inexcusable. They gave them everything right. they had in game seven, but um, just a chain of they events. They won in game six. But that's the thing with the, with the NBA is you need talent. And you need skill, and you need uh, you need chemistry, you need all this stuff, but you also need a little luck. And I think ultimately we're going to look back at this decade, and we're all going to be in disbelief that Oklahoma City didn't win the title. It's just inconceivable. Like if you well, came out of the 2012 finals, it's inconceivable that now it's we're heading into 2016, and they haven't won a title yet. If you looked at the team they had in the 2012 finals, and I'm not going to say it, you're not going to rope me into saying it, but um, you know, every decade has a team like this. The Rockets I, in the mid '80s. If you left the '86 finals, you would have said, "Well, at some point, the Rockets are going to win a title. It's going to happen." And then stuff started happening. Samson broke down, and they had drugs, and they had all these different things. The Magic in the mid '90s, same thing. Come out of the '94 Shaq and Penny. Oh my God, how many titles are these guys going to win? Boom, they fall apart. Lakers, the next decade. Is it, we, we remember we'd be on the phone, we'd be arguing about whether the Lakers were going to win eight, nine, ten, eleven titles. How many? What do you think? Yeah, right. The, they the win three and they're argument. done. Yeah, three and out. Um, so every decade really has a team like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The seventy in the '70s, Bill Walton and the Blazers. They win one. They should have won seven. So, um, so from that perspective. I, I that's part of the quote unquote luck angle. Now, with that said, I thought the Warriors were terrific all season. I think Steph Curry's, uh, uh, you know, a, a transcendent player. You need a transcendent player to win, win a, a deserving title. MVP. But they were tight in those first two games, and that's what? where the right kind of team I think could have could have maybe gotten them to implode. And the it's Cavs the didn't sad. have the, the the Cavs didn't have the firepower. It's the sad angle of 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 Kyrie getting hurt. I mean, yeah. he, he, even him at at kind of the seventy percent or or approaching eighty percent that he was playing at was enough to make the series super duper interesting. Yeah, at least and, make you know. make them work for it, you know. And the, and the Warriors they did work for it a little bit, but like Draymond had deer in the headlights. The, the, That's what the, made he, me wonder he couldn't if make open threes. They started giving them open threes from the top of the key. Yeah, they got they and LeBron the way they controlled the pace, like it was so smart what they were doing, and they, they just threw the Warriors out of their pace completely. It reminded me a little bit of what the Giants did to the Pats in Super Bowl Forty Two, where they just slowed the game down and made it so disjointed and weird yeah, that it was really hard the for the Warriors that were to wear their advantage. Things. Yeah, and, and really emphasize them. Tristan Thompson, you know, was 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 a monster, and that's because by by design, by construct. Yeah. So, and the Warriors regrouped. They have a great coach who hopefully is going to be healthy. I mean that that was yeah. 
when you talk about luck and injuries, like the real, the real, uh, injury outcome of that series was Steve Kerr's body was breaking down as the series was going on. He had back surgery after the year and, and he slipped a disc in game five Yeah, from the bench, from stress, from all that stuff, you know, and, and, uh, and, and now he might not even be available for the start of the season, which is insane. So the reason I bring up the Warriors and why it's relevant for this upcoming season and our over under pods and all this stuff is, there's a little bit of a nobody believes in us edge to the Warriors this year because I don't think people are talking about them as, hey, can they rip off three? Can they rip off four? People have now mentally moved on to Spurs, Cavs, Clippers, sure. the Rockets. OKC what ta- back. Yeah, OKC's back. Yeah, OKC, Durant's healthy. And and Ibaka's back. Maybe these conversations are happening or and, and I'm not hearing them or maybe they're going to happen and we're just not there yet. I haven't heard anybody say or write or anything the whole case of hey wait a second the Warriors won last year and they brought everybody back all they did was basically flip David Lee and Clay into uh, Jason Thompson as their 10th guy other than that everyone's back so why isn't the Warriors the favorite again well they 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 they, they still are the favorite right I mean are they um, the championship favorite let me look and see right now no they're not uh, the oh, Cavs no, are not. the favorite yeah, Cavs, Cavs are, are plus two fifty, and they're four and a half to two. I mean, they're four and a half to one. Cavs are plus two fifty. Yeah, it's, yeah, Spurs are plus three fifty. The Warriors are plus five fifty. OKC's plus seven fifty. The Clips are plus twelve hundred. Chicago's plus two thousand. Houston's plus twenty two hundred. Memphis is plus thirty five. What was Houston? Plus twenty two. You're betting on Dwight Howard, Ty Lawson, and uh, James Hart. Just to remind you. Uh, I don't like Ty Lawson under these circumstances. Memphis is plus 35. Miami is plus 4,000. They're an interesting Eastern dark horse. I, no, I think that, I that spreads to it. But the one that intrigues me out of all of these is New Orleans is plus 4,500. I'm not saying they're going to win the title. I just think, yeah, no, I think no, they're, they're a contender this year. I, I think there are they more modest to, plays for the, that make sense for New Orleans not to win the NBA championship. No, I'm just saying best value. Um, I think they're a contender this year. I think they should be, if you're going to say the Clippers are a contender and the Rockets are a contender, I think New Orleans needs to be in that group too. I don't think so at all. Well, that's, uh, that's why we talk about this stuff. <laughs> New Orleans needs to win a playoff series before we start talking about any kind of success in the playoffs. I mean, they haven't been in, in however many years. They made it last year by winning the, the 82nd game. There's nothing about Anthony Davis I don't love. The headlines, you know, on the NBA page today, Davis working on three-pointer. Yeah, of course he is because he, he, he's, he's exceptional. He's, he's yeah. so good, and he's got that stroke, and, and they're just going to be, um, for, you know, he's going to be so ferocious all season long. But you know they they need to earn their way into it a little bit. They haven't. They're not even really in the mix. All right, all fair points. Here's my counter. Uh, they upgraded from Monty Williams to Alvin Gentry. That's an upgrade. I think Alvin Gentry is a good coach. Like the Phoenix almost made the finals in 2010. I, that guy's legit. I like Alvin Gentry. I really like him. Davis is going to make a leap from where he came from last year, which he was a legitimate MVP candidate. I think we both agree he's the next great guy, right? Oh, we do. Yes. We're in lockdown. He's the next guy, right? We're both agreeing. For sure. So if you're the next guy, 
at some point in the first five years, you're making a run before everybody thinks you're ready to make a run. I was like, oh, you're making a run now? I didn't realize. Oh, really? And that's why, that's why I think New Orleans has to be taken seriously because when was he? He was 2012 draft, right? Yeah. 13, 14, 15. This is year four for him. You know, look at other Ritter, great. He, he's only 21. I mean, last year was his age 21 season. Right. But look at the other great players who we thought weren't ready, who all of a sudden were super ready. Yeah. Like everybody was like, okay, see, they're not ready. Uh-oh. Okay, so he's in the finals? And then they were in the finals. That's, yeah. That's oh, point. Jordan's not ready. Oh, Jordan's battling the Pistons? You know, it's it happens sooner than you think. And that's my only point with the with the Pelicans. I don't think they're going to win the title. I just think the odds are good. I If you're telling me OKC is plus 750 and the Pelicans are plus 4,500, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me because I have no idea if Kevin Durant can play 20 games in a row. And you don't either. I, you're using you don't you, um, the you odds don't know a proxy. either. I, I agree. I I would. There's no scenario under which I would advise anybody to spend one dollar on on North. Just I'm just talking about value. Last year I, we I bet on the Warriors twenty eight to one because not only was that great value, but we actually thought they had a chance to play in the finals. That's true, but I I, I don't. There's no scenario under which I think New Orleans can can play in the finals. So I. Would you bet your life on it? Yes, I would bet my life on it. I would bet my life. How weird is it going to be Pelicans. if they make the finals now? Like I, I have to come to Washington <laughs> to murder you. A team with Tyreek Evans and and Eric Gordon. Um, I'll I'll take my odds with that. Well, here here's the thing though. We don't know if that's going to be their team in February March, right? Like Gordon's okay. an expiring. Like there there's okay. moves that might happen that we don't know about. But I know that Anthony Davis is on that team and I know the roster's a little malleable. I think it's much harder to trade expiring contracts than it used to be. Well, but, I, I I'd like to revisit this the trade deadline. I mean I if, if my life is at stake, I want to know whether or not uh come February. Right now, I bet my life. May, me not so in February. It's a pure Anthony Davis pick. I love it. It I just think like they're forty-five to one. The Hawks are forty-five to one. That's idiotic. The Hawks aren't going to win the title. No. The Hawks aren't going to be as good as they were last year. They are not going to be as good as they were last year. Do you like Do you like New Orleans or Memphis more? Uh, I say I think the I like, Memphis window is over. I like I like Anthony Davis more. Um, yeah. But I. I I have come to learn that you disrespect Memphis very, you know, you, you, you tread like I don't, I, I, I've shown them too much respect. Well, they, 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 had an, they had another great regular season last year. Yeah. 55 wins. And then Conley broke his face. Right. Yeah, I wonder, though. That team is skewing older. And Gasol just signed a big deal. I don't know. I, I worry about that team. So Portland's going to fall out of the playoff picture there. And way yeah, and Dallas is gonna Dallas is gonna fall out, and the Dallas situation is fascinating because the Celtics have their pick top seven protected for this season. Dallas is gonna have to make a decision very early whether they want to throw the season away or not. Um, how can they do that to Dirk? Well, how can you do that to Dirk? I mean, especially with this Volkswagen thing that's going on right now. I mean, that guy, the guy's in a lot of pain. Uh, all of he feels the the pain of all of Germany around both <laughs> Volkswagen's 
shameful. Yeah, it's it's most emissions. shameful car crisis we've yeah, ever no. had. It's forty times the amount of pollutants getting just discharged into the sky as they tell everyone they're buying clean cars. So Portland bounces out, and I think Dallas bounces out, which leaves spots open for Oklahoma City, and then one more team. The candidates are the Phoenix Suns, who just seemed no. like a chemistry experiment that blew up. No. And, yeah, that blew up. This and, is the Suns. Like two years ago, they were getting all of this praise for having four picks in the top whatever seventeen yeah, yeah. of that you know allegedly loaded draft, and and they immediately reeled off you know. 41 wins and 39 wins or 42 wins, and they're exactly in the position you cannot be in if you hope to be a successful NBA franchise, right. which is the mediocre middle. They're, and, and they're stuck. Players are leaving. They are not, they don't, they're, they're doing crazy stuff in the front office. Three point guards last season. I mean, you know, I, I have no idea what the hell the game plan is there, to, even now. Well, somebody's got to get the eight seed. So Utah's in the Utah's kind of seems to be the consensus make a jump pick. And yeah. then, and then we should talk about the, the Sacramento Kings. Power. Let's talk about the Kings for a second, and then we can wrap this podcast up. Sure. Uh, they added Rajon Rondo. They added Willie Cauley Stein. Wow. They added Bellinelli. Uh, what else did they do? They added Vlade Divac as as one of the most powerful <laughs> guys Andrew. in sports. Um. They have just they decided to basically just throw away chemistry and stats completely. Now they George Carl they kept him and Demarcus Cousins is is a head on collision the likes of which we haven't seen in a while. And uh, and yet I kind of like the team. It's so weird. They have so much talent. Like I, I'm very excited to watch them. And nothing would surprise me with them. They go twenty and sixty two. I'm not surprised. They go fifteen and thirty two. I'm not surprised. I don't know what to make of that team. Yeah, it was um, so impressive. Uh, what DeMarcus did last season. He really did make that leap, and he kind of made it, you know, by himself. Yeah. You know, he, he had to be self-motivated. He had to, to keep his head down. He had to keep the discipline, not get in any of the trouble. And he just played, really played his ass off, and they still only won 29 games. They did him um, a disservice. He's just had so many coaches and GMs and game plans and everything. I would not blame him for wanting to be out. I mean, sorry, all due respect to the Sacramento fans, but if this situation becomes unstable, then he should want to leave, I would think. At some point, and they, you've they got to try they, a different team. Sure, and they, they um, ought, ought to permit him to leave. Um, it would be and, good for uh, your team, I'll tell you that much. Oh, God. If that's only. the move that's sitting there. The the Bradley Beal? Yeah, Beal and the Nene contract. Yeah, Ooh. Have to think about that if I'm the Kings too. Why? If I know I'm, if I if the Cousins thing is oh, unsalvageable, yeah, sure, yeah, sure, and, I, sure. and I can get Bradley yeah. Beal and uh, right. an expiring for him, I'm thinking about it. It kind of depends on the extension that the Washingtons get with with Beal because it still hasn't done yet. He wants a max extension. They're not there yet. I love John Wall. Do you see what he did with the the four hundred thousand dollar donation? Yes. Yeah. I lo- I love him too. He continues to guy. do great things like that in this community, and people here um, absolutely adore him. Yeah, and you know, I it 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 really hurts um, to lose Paul Pierce. Uh, yeah, so I'm not you know entering this season with uh, overwhelming enthusiasm and confidence. Uh, um, right. I felt a lot better the way we came in last season. 
Um, but uh, yeah, Wall, there's no stealing on what Wall and Beal together can do. And if Beal is finally done growing, because this is the thing, he hasn't been able to play, um, you know, a majority of an 82 game season yet. And yet, showed a little something, something in the spring. And and you know another very good playoff performance. Yeah. Two good playoff performances. Um, his first two opportunities. So there's obviously something um, great lurking in there. He got to go play with the national team uh, this summer. Um, you know he's 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 getting a lot of great reps with um, all the right kinds of of guys. He, he uh, made a point of going on record in August, uh, in September, early September. I'm going to stop taking the, these terrible long twos. Yeah. He's inefficient too, so yeah, I'm, I'm bullish on Beal if he can stay healthy. He uh, has, so he might turn himself into. Go ahead. Has you already you sold him enough? The Kings fans are, <laughs> are fine with it now. You did your job. Uh, <laughs> it's I a very fair I'll... trade. I gotta say, it's a fair trade, it, but only a fair trade if the Cousins thing's unsalvageable because you're always gonna want the big guy over the perimeter guy in this situation, well, I, unless I the we'll perimeter know, guy like, is first, awesome. We'll know in the first twenty games whether it's salvageable or not, right? Yeah, you'd think. Wait, you're talking about Sacramento? Yeah, because DeMarcus will let us know. <laughs> He'll tell us. <laughs> yes. I think he'll show us some signs. <laughs> In the forms of, I just smelled a bad fart face, and yeah. I'm gesturing yeah. at my coach, gestures right. that shouldn't be happening, and Sh- I'm not going to run back slump. on defense this time. And yeah, yeah, I think there'll be some signs. There'll be some signs. I think so. Well, I love Boogie. Uh I love Boogie, too. That's my dude. I hope he ends up in the right situation. If he ended up on the same team with Wall, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. But I also hope it's also going to be amazing to watch him play with Rondo and Ben McLemore and Willie Cauley-Stein and all these crazy, (laughs) this crazy team they put together. And they also made my favorite trade in the last couple of years when they gave away the number eight pick of the 2014 draft, Nick Stauskas, along with uh, future, (laughs) at least one future first-round pick and to dump two contracts it's so funny to when create... super, super successful guys get in these sports franchises and, and just lose their mind. Just lose their mind. Yeah, they made a trade to create cap space to sign Wesley Matthews, who then signed with Dallas. <laughs> and then they signed Marco Bellinelli and whoever else instead. And, and it was unprecedented because usually you make those trades after you know the guy's coming. And they're like, all right, look, we're going to clear cap space for you. And by the way, Philly does that trade a week later, a month later, two months later, at every point of the season, they're going to be like, oh, you're just going to give us Nick Stauskas some picks for nothing? Great. Right, right. Great. We suck anyway. We'll take Nick Stauskas. Of course, of course, of course. He fits the profile of exactly what they're trying to do. Well, we have a lot of... We have a lot of I, NBA left to discuss. But we do, and I, I want to go on record for that eighth seed. I'm not ready to throw dirt on Dallas. <clears throat> okay. This early, this early in the season, I'm not ready to do can, it. Can you give us your 30-second take on DeAndre Jordan? I, I, I don't have a 30-second take. I have a you know 45-minute take. All right, it, it we'll was, save that for the next time. amazing tour. What a journey. What a journey. You know what? Next time, we'll structure this podcast. Um, the Friday pod, we'll do... We'll quickly run through the preliminary picks. We'll do our five money picks, and we'll talk about them in detail, and then we'll get to NBA. I think this should be a football-slash-basketball pod. Sure. Right brain, left brain. Let's get her done. All right. We'll be – we'll do – well, when are we going to do over-unders? When do we usually do that? Like October 20th? Yeah, that's right. Like the third week of October, right before the season starts. Because by then, um, contract stuff gets settled out and injury stuff is settled out a little bit. 
preseason injury stuff, we have a much better perspective on it. Joe Haas, as always, a pleasure. Uh, yeah, look, it's it's the weekend, so let's go out proper. All right. Uh, before go we proper. go, I wanted to say thanks again to Tops NFL Huddle for sponsoring today's episode. Collect and trade officially licensed NFL cards with football fans around the globe. Use your collection to compete in daily fantasy-style games and keep coming back for new cards, free coins, and maybe even rare inserts. Download Tops NFL Huddle free in iTunes or Google Play and get 10 free packs today. What up, Dre? What up, Dre? And also, they thanks to... forgot about Simmons. <laughs> and thanks to Audible.com, the home of over 180,000 audio programs from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, and business information providers. Catch up on all the hot reading during your daily commute with Audible.com. And just because they like me, Audible.com is offering a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day trial membership. Go to audible.com slash BS. Start your free trial today. Thanks to HBO. Uh, check out the BillSimmonsPodcast.com or BillSimmonsPodcast.com if you want to catch up on all the podcasts we put up this week. There's also an RSS feed on there for FeedBurner. Uh, iTunes, download podcast on iTunes. You can listen to it on SoundCloud. This was fun. It's great to be back. Thanks for all the emails and the comments. Really appreciated them. And enjoy the weekend. <laughs>